Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection. The connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. So good afternoon, it's Delene Allen, Network Equals Net Worth. Thanks for stopping by. I am thrilled to introduce you to Jeannie McCullough, and she can grant you three wishes. She's the most amazing mortgage broker. Her passion is helping people. She'll always work hard earning your trust with personal service that is reliable and responsive. Your best interest is her number one goal and you will be treated like family. To help you get a mortgage that suits your specific needs requires options. As a broker with DCL Ideal Mortgage, she has access to an amazing team and a variety of lenders who offer competitive rates to her company because we are 100% focused on mortgages. That means Jeannie can custom tailor a mortgage to meet your needs or customize a plan so you can qualify for a mortgage in the future or pre-qualify based on your timetable. Be it your first home, a new home, a beautiful family cottage, rental unit, or refinancing to update your beloved family home. You can count on Jeannie to champion an organized and detailed plan to get the mortgage that best suits you and your needs. She believes in building long-term relationships so clients can feel free to contact her anytime with questions, even after closing the deal. She's there to help when she can. With her many connections, she can find you solutions for you today and point you in the right direction, get help so you can enjoy your home and many other resources. Because let me tell you, Jeannie, where at that early stage of Jeannie, traveling all over the country with your dad's job, how you made connections. Yeah, we we did. We went from Ontario to Alberta and it's brought me to Nova Scotia and all kinds of places. So you, you learn quick how to make friends and you know how to kind of navigate in, in new areas. So I was very fortunate um, because I came from a large family. So networking was kind of instilled from birth. If you wanted anything, including a glass of milk, you had to get to the top of the line. So I was always, I was always trying to train the rest of those cousins of mine. Who's the boss? <laughs> and you did a great job. And so tell us you were living with your grandmother for summer and what happened that summer? Yeah. So my dad started a new job out in Edmonton, Alberta. And of course I was, you know, 15 years old and in, in just in high school in Burlington, Ontario. And I didn't want to go, so I was allowed to stay at my grandma's in, in Port Credit and, you know, hang out with her for the summer and stay right till, you know, the bitter end when school was going to open. And uh, the first, you know, going off was great, but then came the dreaded day of traveling and flying out to Alberta. And we got to the airport and I just, she got out of the car and just, you know, telling me she was a lovely grandmother. Oh, it's going to be great. You know, we're going to come see you. And when she got out, I just couldn't help myself. I just locked the doors. And back then, if you had the keys in the car, nobody was getting in. So I locked the door and missed my flight. And then I was hoping they couldn't buy another ticket. But 
uh, eventually we were packing up and going anyways. So I got in quite a bit of mischief and trouble for that one, but I really felt it was better for my family to help them have a happy life in Alberta if I stayed home. <laughs> because you were going to give them grief. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be good for any of us. So I stayed, I wanted to stay back. But, but then some major things happened when you moved to Alberta. Yes, yes. I got out there and, you know, learned how to ski in the mountains. And it was really, you know, the people were great. It was a whole different, very transient culture and all, all kinds of different, you know, people and things to do. So I learned how to ski and eventually um, I met my husband, who I've been with now, married for 37 years, but I've known him over 40. Um, I met him skiing and, uh, you know, all good Maritimers have to come home. So the dreaded day where he was moving back home from working in Lake Louise and, you know, it was sad because I was in high school. Of course, I wasn't allowed to move anywhere. So I said, well, I'll come and visit you in the summer then. And, you know, if your parents are okay, I'll, I'll do that because I was Catholic and I, I knew if I was staying anywhere but his parents, I would be never allowed. So I made good plans. I started off with a great plan, but it kind of went a little sideways. <laughs> so, so tell us about that. I love stories, Jeannie. Oh my gosh. Um, well, my parents didn't care who the parents were and really didn't care if I stayed there or not because I wasn't going um, because they didn't know Nova Scotia. They didn't know Gary well, and they sure as heck didn't know his parents. So I just agreed with them because I really never liked problems. And I got a job at the skillet and out, out there, there was a Zeller skillet. I'd never had a job before as a waitress. <clears throat> and I was, I, I mean, it was fun, but I really didn't like it. As soon as I had enough money saved, I bought a standby ticket and I like wrote out my resignation, which was hilarious and gave it into the customer service desk because I really was afraid of my boss. And I packed up and went to Nova Scotia on a, on a Nighthawk flight. And when I called home to report in where, you know, where I was and I was safe and, you know, staying with the parents, that's when it was like, you better get home now. We don't know the parents. If you don't get home now, there's going to be consequences. And I was like, well, look, there are going to be bad consequences. I just don't think I should come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safer for me to stay here. So maybe we could talk about those. And if there's no way to get them off the table, maybe I could go to school down here. <laughs> And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. So it was all, yeah. always, always, I was stubborn. Always I knew better. And I, you know, I had a lot of lessons that were fun to learn doing it that way. But it was, it was exciting. <laughs> exactly. Well, but, but think about that, Jeannie, you know, from, from being brave enough to lock your grandmother out of the car because she didn't want to get on the plane. I love it. <laughs> and, and then to save up the money, to, to, and make the plan to get on that plane and fly to Halifax because you were in love. And boy, I love people who are in love. And the fact that you had the gut feeling that that it was going to work out and look what it did, Jeannie. Now, that's not true of everybody. But Jeannie, yeah. I truly believe your attitude, as with many things, that you had a plan and you followed through and you were determined. And, and I also love the fact that your parents were likely smart enough and knew you well enough by then that if you did come home, that it wouldn't be happy for you. <laughs> I think that is the most amazing story ever, ever. Yeah. So, so again, how old were you when you got on that plane? 
fly to Halifax. I was just 16. Yeah. yeah. So again, boy, you were brave. And I, I bet that you were excited and you likely talked to the person sitting next to you on the plane. Do you remember that? Oh, I'm sure they plugged their ears. I was so excited. And I brought a new an outfit to wear when I got close because that was a long plane trip back then. And uh, I wanted to look good because I hadn't seen Gary for, you know, six months or something. And anyways, the worst part of it was when I got home, there was a um, like a bus strike and my parents were so mad they refused to pick me up. So I had to hitchhike home. <laughs> when you came home to Alberta? Yeah. <laughs> they were so mad. They said, well, if you're the smart one, you got there, you get yourself home now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, my. oh. Um, the the other thing that we just talked about before we came on the fact that two of your best friends still live in Alberta yes there there's a couple of really good friends of mine and we keep in touch and you know it's funny over all the years when I go out to see them my daughter was in a in a big play out there in Alberta and my girlfriends came with me and it was so fun to see them and talk about, look, look at our kids, because they were all a little bit rebelish as, as I, and we were chatting about things we'd done that were terrible. <laughs> we actually, they're so funny now. We thought they were like, you know, bad, but now we look and we said, geez, we weren't really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you were brave right? Yes, very and, brave. And exactly. And you were willing to try something new. And, and so really networking too, like having two wonderful, you know, still lifelong friends, had you not moved at 15, and your grandmother let you live with her, you wouldn't have made those relationships. So sometimes when we're in the middle of a place of discomfort, because that's usually when we grow the most, right? Like it's your true. parents parents not picking you up at the airport, but you managed to find a way home. Yes. Like, uh, did any of this come up in wedding speeches <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like and even now like my we all crack up because like they say I set the the uh trail for all these other cousins who've been like way worse than me <laughs> I said I, they made me look good so I love it but yeah it's we laugh now because it's it's funny you know, other my my sister was more of a homebody, and she still lives close by my parents. And my, I think my mom always had a love of adventure. So, you know, I, I kind of have that side of her personality. Like I always want to try things that are new, meet new people. Um, you know, I've I've done different jobs over the years. I just enjoy people related work and. And it, and it always ends up with some good stories getting there. <laughs> oh, well, Jeannie, too, what I see in you and what I love about anybody, you're curious, you're interested, you have that zest for life because it's like, um, and I'm not sure if you're an early morning person, but um, I love to get up and go, wonder what's going to happen today, right? Yeah. That it's a new opportunity. And again, I always love to say, who, who can I make today? Or who can I meet today? Who's somebody that I can meet? And, and find out, learn something new, or just make a new friend. Because, you know, in the middle of COVID, because we're coming out the other end, I don't know about you, Jeannie, but um, just having that human connection, like a plain old phone call, better than not at all, but Zoom, at least I can see somebody and see facial expressions. And how, yeah. have, you, how have you managed to stay connected? Um, 
you know, I, I've been like you doing Zoom calls and when the when we have been open, I've, you know, snuck out and, you know, met different people and, and done a few things. Um, but yeah, I, I do find it's been so strange doing things all on Zoom. It's like you you miss that energy. Like I love the energy I feel when I'm meeting with you in person and others and my clients. So trying to bring that to the table when you're not able to be in the same room, it's 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 kind of challenging, but you start you start getting the vibes I think uh, over Zoom. Like it's funny how you can adapt, but I still can't wait to be back in meeting people. Now, one thing about me that a lot of people don't realize cuz I am a big ham and I love socializing, but I I do have a s real strong introverted side. And I like certain, like mornings, I like quiet and look at my birds and, you know, kind of think about the day, brainstorm a little, how do I want to tackle things or what have you. So, um, yeah, it's kind of funny that most people don't know that about me, really. Well, I think we can't be extroverted all the time that sometimes we do need to fill up that cup. And certainly yeah. you have such a beautiful home and all the different birds that were out when I came to visit you. Yeah, that that is definitely fill my cup kind of place. Yeah. 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 Let me introduce you to Matthew Dick of Allstate Insurance. Matthew's motto is, it's not enough to be covered. You've got to feel protected. Matthew has been in the customer service industry for over a decade earning a wide range of experience, which has provided him with the knowledge needed to serve customers with the best quality care and advice. He's a proud Allstate agent who is also pleased to call Bedford home. He wants to know what can he offer you. Customers can choose innovative home and auto insurance products with features like claim forgiveness and disappearing deductible. Doesn't that sound good? Value is just as important to me, so I offer several home and auto discounts. I'm here for you every step of the way, whether you have a question about your policy or just want to review your coverage. Allstate has a supportive claims team that you can count on day or night to take care of your claims simply and efficiently. Matthew is proud to support um, the community as an Allstate agent, employee and neighbor of Bedford. Matthew loves supporting and strengthening our communities, committed to making a difference in your life. You're not just another policy number to Matthew, you'll receive his personalized service backed by a strong Allstate agency team. You'll even get a cell number on his business card so you can reach out to connect. Matthew, for his great customer service, has received recognition in 2018, the national champion, 2019, honor ring recipient. Allstate is a great company, but more important, Matthew Dick is a great Allstate agent who can take care of you. Okay, so we're back, Jeannie. So Jeannie, you found the love of your life at a very early age, and you two really work together as a team, don't you? Yes, we do. And when we first got married, we decided that, you know, we were both little, I guess, rebels in our own right. And we decided we didn't like, you know, we weren't really impressed with our jobs. And, you know, both of us had gone to high school back then, you you know, university, you, you could go or you, you really didn't have to to have good jobs. Um, so we decided, you know, we, we got married and 
my father-in-law who I adore, he owns Scotian Offset, which is was a local printing company. And I kept saying, you know, we want to open our own restaurant because Gary was a chef by trade and he was working at Dell Faculty Club way back, like this is years ago. And um, he said, well, do a business plan and, you know, let's see what, you know, how you could do it. So we did a business plan and Gary and I talked about it. We both quit our jobs and we did a business plan and I went, you know, the dad got me a, a like a banker meeting with his bank. Uh, Scotiabank and I went in and brought my little business plan and I think I was 20 maybe and so I remember Lloyd Cameron he was so awesome I, and I think he's still like he's retired but you know he's he was the best he went through my business plan and he said okay so where do you guys work and I said well we're going to be entrepreneurs we quit our jobs we don't have jobs what do you mean work we're going to be working and he was like, well, you need to pay the bills. So who's going to pay the bills? And I said, well, we're going to pay it from our company that we're, you know, we already had in construction and we had all, all these things going, probably shouldn't have. And uh, he said, well, Jeannie, like, what do you have for collateral? And I'm like, what is that? Because I, like, I, I didn't know what it was. He goes, well, you know, do you own a car? I said, yeah, we have a, like a brand new Ford Mustang. It's beautiful. And he goes, oh, great. So, you know, how much is it worth and I guessed and he said and how you know did you pay cash for it or how much do you owe on it and I said well I don't really know I said I think we made one payment so far but I could find out he goes that's not collateral Jeannie that's debt I'm like oh okay well what about oh I got an engagement ring when we got married he goes no that's not really what we were looking for so anyways after a lot of trials and tribulations my father-in-law came with me and ended up putting a collateral mortgage on his house to get a twenty thousand dollar loan for us to start our restaurants <laughs> so that was kind of crazy <laughs> and so how long did you run the restaurants for uh we had them 15 years and then we had kids and i said to my husband this is a lot of you know work because we we didn't really have the capital to grow them big so we were you know really working hard you know seven days a week catering restaurants multi uh, office use hours and our kids were you know needing us sometimes which was crazy and i said to him well you know what i'm going to become an accountant I, i'm just so tired of paying accountants I'm, I'm sure i could figure this out so maybe i'll just go to school and be an accountant and then when i'm done you can sell the companies and be whatever you want so that was our next big fun and excitement. He ran the companies and uh, I took care of the kids and went to school full time and brought them to classes with me. And I mean, my daughter was going to primary drawing economics curves of supply and demand and the teacher was cracking up. She's like, where is she getting this? I went from university classes. But yeah, so we, we did that for 15 years. We had a really great time and we worked together every day. Um, so there was some days that were a little, you know, I was sick of looking at him as he was sick of looking at me, but we got through all of it. It was really, really quite fun. And then from there, you, you worked in the flooring industry? Yes, I actually was at, I was in the automotive industry as a controller and a couple other spots, but I ended up, um, I guess one of the people that I admire and was pivotal in me really growing as an accountant and, and actually growing as a person was Larry Gumley and he and Mike Wheatley originally owned Wacky's Flooring and I went to work for Larry Gumley years and years ago and I was there for I forget how many years but 
he really empowered me to like think critical and look at all these things and taught me how to like understand business and you know I was managing million dollars of cash flows and like it was just such a great person to learn from he's and he now owns Lost Creek Golf Course so he's let my daughter shoot a movie out there called Mulligan and and he he allowed her to use like nine holes of the golf course for several days and I mean, he, he's just been amazing and he, and he's, you know, connected me with so many people and I've learned so many things from him. And now he's my neighbor. I, I used to go to his house and do work on the weekends for the golf course when I was with the flooring. And I'd say, you know, if you just paid me better, I'd have a house on this lake tomorrow. And sure enough, we kept watching for houses and Larry and his wife and I found this one and then showed my, showed my husband and he goes, oh my gosh, yeah, but... I mean, it was a big fixer upper, but he, you know, it's funny how you meet different people. Um, I'd say my father-in-law and, you know, my dad was hard, all, all my family were hard workers, but Larry Gumley was probably another one that kind of changed the course. He goes, my goodness, you're so friendly. Are you sure you like accounting? <laughs> and, and that's kind of where I started thinking, you know, I love accounting, but I miss the people. So it's kind of been a road. Um, back to the people side of things. Mortgage broking lets me use my financial background and, and education, but I can really enjoy helping people, which is really my, it's it's what fills my cup and my soul. And I feel good at the end of the day when I know I've helped a few people, even if it's just to get a number to help them, you know, do something. I'm, I'm happy to be that person. Excellent. Well, and, and the other thing, Jeannie, that you just, again, are so personable, but the other thing that I love is you are just a natural connector. When you see something that you like and somebody who's doing a good job, you recognize them, which, you know, really doesn't take a whole lot of time. But to me, that shows a person caring. And Jeannie, that, that anybody you know, making, purchasing a home is bad enough, but getting mortgage approval ahead of time and things like that, th that's a stressful time. And I know that you love making that process so much easier, don't you? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, yes, because worrying never helps. And if, if you've got, if you've got the right mortgage broker who's considering all the, the different options for you, plan Bs, you, you know, I'm always very honest and so people understand right from the beginning, you know, this might be tough, but we're going to get there or, you know, I, I never, I never like to tell people a story that's not true. So I, I feel like everybody kind of trusts that I'm going to follow the, the game plan. And that way, I mean, like I say, worrying is just not, it, it with it mortgage broking, I've, I just had two deals after 11 different lenders said no, um, I went back to one lender and begged. <laughs> I said, you know, like, here's the thing. And I was shocked because the lender actually reviewed the files again and this time approved them. Now they were a lot of stipulations, but I thought, you know, just just going to bat to the very like end, I, I won't give up. and. You know, and if, if it can't get done today, maybe six months from now, but I'll always find out a solution for sure. Excellent. Well, and if you think about that person that got turned down 11 times, number one, th that has to be very demoralizing, you know, humiliating. Yeah. Um, and yet you, you have to say you must have been a bright spot and or 
they must have been somebody with your type of determination to go, somebody's <laughs> going to give me a mortgage. And you know what? That just goes to show you that, that when similar energies connect, magic happens. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to take it personal. Like if that was me and I needed a mortgage, I'd want a mortgage. So until the last man standing or woman standing said no, I was going to keep going strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And again, just so personally rewarding, Jeannie, isn't it? To oh. know. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's to me, that level of customer service is very hard to find. I have somebody that really wants to go to bat for you and help you. And then the other thing, Jeannie, that you are so good at because you're in the mortgage business, because what happens when we buy or sell a house? People, people do upgrades, people are looking for services. And you really have that community spirit of sharing quality um, connections on your social media. And you do a great job on your social media, Jeannie. Oh, so want so want to share a little of why you love doing that? Um, well, I find, you know, everybody, who, everybody needs a little bit of positive reinforcement, even myself. So I feel that sharing and, and promoting others and then they also promote me. It's it just feels like you're part of a bigger team. And that's what I love about BNI. I mean, no matter what people are asking me when they're buying the house, oh, we need a painter. And I'm like, oh my gosh, leave it with me. I've got a few names or you need insurance or, you know, you need an agent, you need, um, you know, carpet, flooring, you know, anything at all. We, you know, uh, security systems, all the things that people need. I mean, if, if you promote them and, and also you can pass out this information about people you trust, it just makes the process for everybody easier um, and promoting. I know I was promoting some people online today, but I mean, they've, they've also promoted me and, and I love that we can help each other and, and feed off each other's energy. So. Exactly. And if only, you know, it doesn't take much to like and share something or you're great at posting business cards or, you know, businesses <laughs> signs and saying, recommend this place. That only takes a second, but that's the kind of advertising a business really can't buy, right? Yeah, that's so true too. And you don't realize it till someone like you points it out because to you and I, that just seems to be a natural thing we do. But when you think about it, if everybody could just do that for each other, can imagine how much stuff would be happening? Oh, how much further we would all be ahead. And yeah. just again, to make us feel good for, for reaching out to see what we can do to help help each other. And again, if, if they do a good job, then to me, that's win, win, win. Win for you, win for the business you recommend, but most important, win for that client that that, that good service does get recognition. Some, I don't know about you, Jeannie, sometimes on social media, it seems like people are always crapping on people. And certainly you want to know if somebody's not doing a good job. But it, again, there's a lot of people doing a good job that sometimes don't get noticed. Yeah, it's, it's sad too, because that stuff stays on forever. And even if something's gone a little wrong, I think most of the people I know try to make things right one way or another so it's it's sad to see because you know like i think genuinely most small businesses local businesses and people they really don't want to upset any clients and so 
I always feel bad when I see stuff like that because you're right, like for maybe one um, person that's a little upset, there's probably 20 that didn't put on that good information about how exactly. well it went, you know? Yeah. And, so. and what a difference that makes to just brighten somebody's day, to take yeah. that little extra step. But if you could finish off here today, Jeannie, with some words of advice for somebody new to business or somebody looking to network. Because one of the things, Jeannie, again, you are always somebody else's cheerleader. But I think that by doing that, it does come around, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. And honestly, I think um, when I joined BNI, I, you know, I never even heard of giver's gain and accountability and all our different core values. And it's funny because like most of them I do just because I've learned they're important. But when you really look at it, you know, helping others um, get things done. I mean, then they're going to think of you when, when they're trying to find a mortgage broker or a, you know, lawyer or whoever. And I think giving good referrals and people that you can trust to follow through with, you know, saying, you know, this person's great with insurance. Um, that just helps promote even more good information passing around. But I think that's where not all name passing is good. But in the in BNI, I have so many contacts now that I've done one on ones with and trust that I feel so comfortable. It's like they're part of my family or part of my company, and they're just taking things to the next level for my clients. Oh, and and again, that added customer service of it's not just a mortgage and drop them, but a mortgage and what else can I do to help? Yeah. You know, that that extra little bit that really does not take that much time, but can add value not only to you because you feel good in passing it on to another trusted business professional, but that your client's care is still paramount long after the sale gene. Absolutely. That's the key because you know, with a house in particular, they have to renew those mortgages in five years. They may need to paint, they need, they need all kinds of things. So being the person that gives a good referral on how to get some of these other things done, it's just so nice because they really, you know, they, they get a bond with all the people and it's kind of like the circle closes and you've got this great group now that all know each other. Exactly. Trusted advisors. So thanks so much for listening to Network Equals Network. You've got a story to tell and we'd love to hear it. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.